Thanks for tuning in and listening to Riley on Film. I am Damian Riley, your ghost host. While you're here, I hope you got your horrors worth. Find out more and subscribe, only not in that order, at RileyOnFilm.com. Now, enjoy the show. Okay, welcome back. It's Halloween, folks. This will hopefully be posted uh, in the afternoon of Halloween, so hopefully you can enjoy it Halloween evening. And I am your werewolf host. Let me give you a synopsis first. Uh, Archons 2020 is the story of falling from grace rock group Sled Dog. Half a decade after the release of their hit single Backfire, after a chance encounter with rock legend and lifelong idol Emerson Gilmore, Eric is willing to take one more chance at success, the way Emerson Gilmore did it back in the 70s. Out in the Canadian mountains with a guitar and a bag of psychedelic drugs. An FYI, The Bloodshed has a great top 10 post on drug horror flicks. I personally like them all. Check it out if you can. Uh, It's linked in my post on this podcast. So in this post and in this podcast, I review two movies. One is my recommendation for your Halloween primary scare. Okay, now for my first review. If you're a rock band seeking a Vito Riders block, uh, don't stay out in the terrifying forest and take Indian drugs. Stay home and do regular acid. We forget how scary Native Americans can be in horror stories with all the trips they took on peyote, etc. It's really interesting stuff, actually. But in horror, hmm. Someone took advantage of that in this film, but it works well. The backdrop is a camping trip. The players are three beautiful women in bikinis and a rock band seeking pharmaceutical inspiration for its next album. Both camping and rock music are familiar tropes for horror. Here they work together in a similar and fun way. I didn't think I would like this film as much as I did, but it's not for everybody though. If you like movies where the cast are on a psychedelic trip, then you'll enjoy this horror. For a low-budget film, it delivers the scares. I give a 10 out of 10 to the visuals and cinematography. It's a hammock saying to you, Come, sit a while, my horror friend. After the three bikini-clad babes have a little dialogue with the vacationing rocker, we're introduced to an endearing actress, Parmis Sehat. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. She plays April May. I recall her role on Kiefer Sutherland's Designated Survivor. Her eyes are entrancing and very striking, and she plays a hopeless fan in this exceedingly well. The bronze blonde rocker dude is played by Josh Collins. He's been in The 100, Supernatural, and a few other roles. Needless to say, this is not a no-namer film. The fan follows the band on their canoeing drug trip, and as you can probably imagine, the film descends quickly into chaos. The guitarist, Rob Rako, Supernatural, acquires drugs before the trip, and they are supposedly drugs the Indians use to do their religious ceremonies. Of course, it's a little too strong, and they quote-unquote see things. Hallucination movies can be great. They are meant to emulate a drug trip, so you will like it more if you've been on one. 
first, Pris's character has something explode in her head. From there, all manner of camping horror mayhem breaks loose. This isn't acid, we find out. It's something much more potent and otherworldly. As the makeshift creatures appeared, I found myself wondering if they were really people disguised by the drug. It really wasn't too clear, but I let myself believe it and really enjoyed the thrills. The best low-budget creature I've seen was in this, other than the village. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers that. M. Night Shyamalan. The creatures look like papier-mâché costumes, but they still are jarring. I was reminded by the low-budget things that this isn't a blockbuster. At the same time, any horror fan who's been on a trip with friends will recoil in delight at these humble drug horrors. The line between fantasy and reality gets blurred. As is sometimes the case in druggy movies, the hallucination is revealed to be an actual person whom they don't mean to kill. I suspected that here, but they left it open. Camping movies that get this subgenre are right. Camping movies that get this subgenre very right are Backcountry and The Blair Witch Project. This film, Archons, puts drugs into the mix and I think it pulls it off quite well. In conclusion, the band somehow gets its inspiration, but at a two-thirds of the band's cost. Only the guitarist survives and is heard on the radio lamenting the loss of his bandmates. Is the lead singer alive? The visuals and premise kept me quite entertained, but I can't really plug the weak and cryptic ending. Sorry about that. Nonetheless, I hope it's helpful maybe in the future. I did enjoy this film as sort of a psychedelic but low-budget hallucination. It suffers from bad acting and truly rustic creatures, but recovers with a premise-rocking horror and or drug-experienced fans will enjoy. While not my number one recommendation for Halloween this year, but hang in there, it's coming next. Now for my Halloween watch recommendation. Hush, 2015. Oh, such a great movie. This is the biggie. If you can get a hold of Hush on Halloween, I highly recommend it. Hush was made for under $75,000, but leaves us with the Hush product, which is as scary as any high-budget horror film. It's a thinking person scary, which some may prefer to the pure slice-and-dice variety, though there is certainly some of that here. This film was directed by Mike Flanagan from Oculus. He co-wrote the film with Kate Siegel. She plays the main character, Maddie, who in real life shares a house with Flanagan. In fact, several sources indicate that they wrote the screenplay with their home layout as a blueprint. She also starred in Oculus. Hush is a thriller and horror movie that features a deaf writer at her laptop being broken in on and attacked by a masked man. There are few casualties, few actors, and definitely a few gallons of blood spilled on scene. One original component that builds suspense is that the main character slash victim is deaf. This is an ingenious idea as it allows for a few really spine-tingling scenes requiring no CGI or music for that matter. The killer's mask looks different from the standard ones we've seen in break-and-enter thrillers. 
For example, presidents and Star Trek masks. In this case, it's carefully crafted. In some scenes, it appears to be part of the attacker's own face. This serves for another original, simple, scary element that probably didn't cost much to generate. Another film that comes to mind that created massive scares on a low budget is Insidious. It's being proven again and again we don't need million dollar movies to be scared and thereby entertained. Through a series of slashing and intruder scenes, the deaf Maddie learns she doesn't have to be a victim. She fights back. Everything is filmed in a dark setting outside and inside the house. This accentuates the revenge element that weaves throughout and leads us to an ending that is pleasing horror critics all over the internet. The film screened at SXXW for a panel of industry buyers. It did very well there, but somehow ended up on Netflix where I was fortunate enough to see it. Netflix needs more quality horror and suspense films like Hush. Frankly, the category is small on the service and appears to be shrinking. I had a lot of fun watching this film though and highly recommend it if you can catch it on Netflix or elsewhere. Imagine you have earplugs in and you can't hear a thing and you can't hear anyone sneaking in the window either. This film makes the most of the simple scares. I think it would be great to see it again on the big screen. Thank you for listening to Riley on Film. I'm your host, Damian Riley. You can find out more and subscribe always for free at RileyOnFilm.com. Now, have a great day. <laughs>